little baby in swaddling clothes. I think I, I held him up um, in his living room as a baby and hit his head on a running fan. So that explains some things. <laughs> yeah. So I've known this guy since in utero. And I'm excited to see him right now just, um, yeah, preach in our community. He's been, he's a big part of our community and uh, teaches at Highland. And so let's just, could you extend a hand and let's pray for him. God, we thank you for Seth. We thank you for the man that he is, that you are um, drawing him into uh, by your love and your mercy and your grace. Lord, I pray that you would empower him to speak today and that you would empower us to respond to your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, here's a microphone. We got the recording on? Nope. Can you guys hear me? Is that working? All right. Um, So I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty nervous right now. Uh, I have preached before uh, to a children's church, um, and I started for about 30 minutes while a bunch of seven-year-olds looked at me and were confused about what I was talking about. Um, So I'm hoping it goes a little bit better than that. The last time I spoke at the church, uh, I think I set the church record, probably the state record, uh, for cursing in a sermon, so, or a speech in a church. So, um, my two goals today are to make it to the end and not say a curse word, which, if you know me, is a little hard. Um, so, I think, yeah, and I, I, I've been pretty nervous. I sort of just pushed it, kept pushing the writing the sermon, writing uh, looking at, even looking at the passage this week, um, I think a big part of it, uh, was that I'm a teacher. I talk in front of people all the time and I, uh, it's, it's my job. I do it regularly. Um, and so I, I don't know. I was like, well, I talk all the time in front of you. Why are you so nervous about this? You don't get nervous about teaching in front of a class. And I think, especially with the word I get, worried about getting it wrong, because I, I like being right, um, if that makes sense. I, I want to be right, especially when it comes to God. I don't want to be, you know, a heretic, uh, I don't know, uh, get burned at the stake, but um, not that Jesse's ever implied that would happen. Um, but I, I like to be right. I like to have the right way to do it. I have the right view, but I'm always a little worried that I'm going to get it wrong. Um, And so it was actually sort of encouraging um, to look at the passage. Um, And I I don't know if they necessarily got it wrong. So Acts 15, we're not going to read the whole thing because it's 40 verses and it's pretty much talking about one event. Um, And so a what? Lost track. Okay, um, so yeah, basically, um, Paul and Barnabas are going out to see um, people from the church. Um, th- recently, Gentiles have been coming to Christ, um, and so there's this sort of big question that the, the, the Jewish Christians are posing, or not posing, this sort of demand they're posing on them. Um, they are saying, you got to get circumcised if you want to follow Christ, um, you have to do it. This is what we've been doing. 
you know, since Moses. And so this is what you guys do. This is what we do as Christians to be saved. And it actually says to be saved, you need to get circumcised. Um, And that's what they're telling the Gentiles. So they send Paul and Barnabas. Um, They sort of go through like little meetings to talk about what's right. Um, And then it comes to these verses, um, Acts 8 through 10, I believe. And so it says, God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving them the Holy Spirit, um, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the next of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? Um, and so I think... So the way I see it and the way I see it is the Jewish people, if I felt like to be saved, I needed to be circumcised and then people came in and didn't have to do that, I'd be a little mad too. Um, You know, I, that's how we did it. This is what we've been told works. It's in a, you know, again, you go back to, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this thing, but I've been told over the years of church, uh, you know, circumcision played a point in like fighting off infection, you know, doing, they did a lot of things that were practical that helped them out, right? And they, they set out these rules for themselves and God set out these rules for them. So they, they want to stick to them because they work. And they're, te- they're not being jerks. They're not like saying, hey, I want to, nah, I'm not going to say that. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you can put it together, what I was going to say. Um, but so they're like, they're just saying, this is what you should do. This is what works for me. This is what we've been doing. Um, and then, and also just a weird thing. I don't know why, where Peter comes in the chapter. Peter just all of a sudden is the one who responds to them, not Paul or Barnabas. Just confuses me. Uh, it took me a while to, I was like, am I mixing up the names? No, he just comes out of nowhere. Um, but he basically, yeah, he comes in and he says, we couldn't do that. Why are you going to? Make them do that. We set all these rules, and we broke these rules. That's sort of what the story of the Old Testament is. is People trying to follow to the T of what God is asking and failing constantly, right? Um, And and basically, so um, can we show Acts 9? Or the verse 9? Yeah. Uh, And so Peter's, the way he responds is that we don't, what we do doesn't save us, right? We are not saved by our actions, by our things. It's by our hearts being purified by our faith in God and by our relationship with God. Um, and I, I think that's really important. And I think personally, um, I tend to yoke, right? And that's, I'll just say that over again. Can we show verse 10, I think? Um, Right, we yoke other people ourselves um, with these sort of things that we that are right and are good, and they're um, a way of doing things that are helpful. Right, they fight off infection. You know, they don't say words that are curse words, um, but they're not necessarily what saves us and what makes us uh, good in God's eyes. He he's done that. 
um, and he's purified our hearts when we come to him, and he works to purify them. It's not necessarily that we circumcise ourselves or that we go to a private Christian school or thing, right? Again, just going to cursing, I all wasn't always a a bad person who curses. I don't know what the word would be. Uh, somebody that was free with my language. Um, I, there's a story that's sort of famous in the Platt household. Um, I was sort of a righteous five-year-old. I, I thought I knew everything. I had figured out the world, and I knew how everything um, worked and how I was going to be a good person and a good Christian, and I was going to grow up the right way. Um, and so there was this time... You know, I never would even, you know, I'd watch TV, they'd, I'd flip to a channel, they'd say a bad word, I'd go cry to my mom, um, because I heard the bad word, and I was very worried about being exposed to those kinds of things. Um, and so, there was one time, I'm riding the bus, um, playing, this, this kid next to me is playing on his Game Boy, and I'm like, can I play? Can I play? You know, I just wanted to play. It's a long bus ride. Um, he lets me play. I die. Um, and he goes, you're such a, and he says a bad word to me. And I go, oh no. And I wasn't so offended that he had called me a bad word, like that I was a bad word. It was more that he would say it in my presence and sully my good name. Um, and so I, I'm like distraught. I go home that day and I'm like, this kid, he called me a bad word. Mom, he called me a bad word. And she goes, what was it? And I was, the E word. She's like, what's, what's the E word? I'm like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I remember thinking, this, oh no, this is bad. He's a bad person. I'm a bad person because we're saying bad words. Um, and I, again, you go through these sort of stages. As a kid, I always thought there was the right thing to do. You know, I was going to, I think I said it in the, the Daily Devo this week. I also, my plan from my life after high school, when I was really getting serious in middle school about my faith, I was like, I'm going to become a missionary. I'm going to live in like a one bedroom apartment. I'm only going to have a TV, an Xbox, and, and a kitchen. And that's really all you need in life. And I'll give everything else to the poor. I will do all these things. And I thought that was what was going to save me. And now I realize that I was sort of yoking myself with these expectations, these ideas that, oh, yeah, they're good. They're probably, like, it's probably good to not do a lot of, like, have too much stuff, you know, give to the poor, all those things are great, and those are things that work, um, but I think in the church, um, we, uh, we tend to set things up, right, culturally, you know, personally, that we think are right, and that we're, that are the way that we save ourselves, we make ourselves better, when in reality, it's, uh, it's our relationship with God, um, and how, we let our hearts change, right? And so I'm losing track of where I was. I forgot to flip the page. I tend to ramble if you hadn't noticed. Um, 
but yeah, again, they're, they're good things. Um, again, I, I definitely am guilty of yoking siblings. I'm like, well, you should do this. This is what I did. That's what works. That's what's going to make you grow in your faith, grow as a person. Um, because it worked for me. Um, and I think that's, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Um, but again, the, what I wrote down here is God saves us and gives us good things. We don't make them for ourselves. Um, and yeah, I think that would be the good news um, that I have, and it's that God saves us not doing the things the right way. Um, you know, the other example I have, I'm not going to go into it. It's this movie uh, with Miles Teller. It's about dancing in a small town. I'm just kidding. It's with Kevin Bacon. I'm not going to piss off the old people. Uh, foot called Footloose. Um, Uh, and so, yeah, but again, we set these sort of things. I can, I don't want to get, I think I've seen it in the church a lot. I see it a lot with my friends and things where you set sort of these ideas of what it means to be a Christian, of what it means to be a good follower, a good person. Um, and reality we're not. And I think simultaneously we're not, and we are, um, God sees us as worthy of being saved and purifying our hearts, right? Um, but we're broken, and he doesn't care about it. Uh, I think that's sort of what stuck out um, to me. Uh, I honestly think I'm almost done. Uh, but I think, yeah, again, we yoke ourselves and others, and I really think yeah and so if if i had to ch challenge i don't know if that's the right word i think that's breaking one of the rules of what i'm supposed to say um if i, I would have a challenge is to think about in your own life in you know your own way of doing things what are things that you set out for yourself or maybe for your kids or your people around you um that aren't necessarily not biblical, but that you set up as being the things that make you better. Um, and not necessarily getting rid of those. You, know, you shouldn't just stop going to the gym because you think um, you're realizing that you think that's what makes you able to face the day and be kind to people because you're in shape and you feel confident in yourself because that's, that's good. Um, but what are you setting out? What way of doing things are you setting out that you think, you know, protects you, makes you better, what, whatever that may be, um, that aren't necessarily the way to being saved and that you're setting up as, a, you know, like a big way of how you measure yourself and measure, um, how in touch with Christ, how saved you are, um, because you again, the good news is you are saved um just by pursuing a relationship with God um so yeah, do I just pray? I didn't even sure. think about the end right. um, dear God, just thank you for 
pursuing us and loving us. Um, you do so much more than we could ever imagine. Um, you are what brings good and what um, what is good. Um, so just help us in finding you and in trusting that you will find us um, wherever we are. Amen.